Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. I'm Doug Cunnington here, and I'm with my lovely, beautiful wife, Elizabeth. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing really well. Today, (laughs) we are going to talk about the Lion King again. No, Tiger King. We're talking about Tiger (laughs) King. This is a bonus episode, so we're going to talk about uh, life a little bit and uh, some philosophy and uh, Tiger King, Joe Exotic. If you have not started watching it, there's going to be some spoilers in here. But before we get into any of those details, I need to send it over to my guest, Elizabeth. <laughs> I thought you were going to say guest wife. It's permanent wife. So um, I asked Doug if I could start this episode with some clarification um, from some of my comments on the last bonus episode. I think I was coming across very... Um, judgmental and or surly. And that was not my intention. I said something about Trump supporters and I wanted to clarify, we're pretty apolitical in this house. Uh, we're not pro Trump con Trump. We're kind of just anti-politician. And so if you are a Trump supporter, good for you. If you're not a Trump supporter, good for you, like good for you for being involved and taking a stand in some capacity. So I did a little bit of research when I said, I think I said something like these are Trump supporters. What I meant was when he won the election, it was sort of with the forgotten voter. I did a little research before we started. It was small city, rural, less educated folks. And I think both of the main political parties tended to cater more to the cities and um, higher educated people. So that is what I meant when I said these are the Trump supporters. They're sort of the forgotten um, forgotten voters. I actually have no idea which political party is more pro or con big cat. So <laughs> they all actually may be Democratic supporters because that, you know, that who is who feeds their legislation. So um, I just wanted to just wanted to clarify that. Is that is that good, Doug? Yeah, I mean, you didn't clear any of this before you said it, but I guess we have <laughs> a little bit of a political kind of podcast now, a little spin on that. So that's cool with me. And uh, then um, I also said something about low IQ, which Doug took um, big, um, what word am I looking for? He didn't like that. Big offense. Big I offense, was like, yes. hey, I got to uh, represent as a low IQ person <laughs> well, myself. No. And he made the point. He's like, these people in the show are actually they're You can't say they have low IQs. They're very smart. Look at these industries and these businesses they've built up. And so we talked about that a little bit more off the air. And I don't think I really meant low IQ. I think I meant like bad decision-making. So, um, I think I would make an argument and I think I'm going to stand firm on this. If you get into a cage with a grown tiger and pet it, that's questionable. Maybe not bad, questionable decision-making. And, um, you know, when Joe exotic does his TV shows and talks about how he's going to kill Carol or he's going to stick a venomous snake in her mailbox, I would also say that's a questionable decision to put it on the airwaves. So, I am taking that back. I have no idea what any of their IQs are, but I would say there's some questionable decision-making across the board um, with the main characters in Tiger King. 
also a pretty big accusation. I would say, <laughs> maybe we could say alleged questionable decision-making. Is that one thing I learned in my corporate gig to kind of tie this together is uh, politics and, um, you know, just really not making a stand on anything. Well, I, I, I'm with you, but I think I'm, I'm going to hold firm on questionable decision-making too. There's definitely some, some questionable decision-making that's going on in, um, in this program. Stones are thrown. All right. Let's get into it today. So what else you got? Well, I want to go. So getting into it, we watched season three and season four. And as a woman, I'm also going to go with questionable decision-making. Carol is 20 years old and a random guy shows up in a van and is like, Hey honey, are you upset? Do you want to get in? And he's 42 and she gets in the van. Now the story in the show was that he put a gun on the, um, got on the passenger seat and said, you can hold this on me while we drive around, but questionable decision-making right then. And that's how she began the relationship with her lovely, not first, second husband who has now gone missing. Uh, spoiler alerts there. So well, I, mean, <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> yes. Questionable decision-making there as well. And I, what was it? What were the ages? Uh, 42 and 20. I believe right? so. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of crazy. And I mean, Carol described her, you know, home situation was pretty bad growing up. She had a lot of adversity, I would say. And she left home at like 15 or whatever. So she was distraught and it sounded, I mean, they even said in there, like they spent the night together the first night and oh, that's right. And then what I forget the guy's name, but um Missing Husband number missing, two. <laughs> missing husband number two. Well, he was a he was a the missing husband and he was a millionaire and he left his family and you know shacked up with Carol. So Yeah, so we were trying to remember what the episodes were about. We watched them last night, and I believe episode three was all about Carol and her husband, uh her second husband, the millionaire, who just disappeared one day and did she do it? Did she not do it? What's the situation there? And she seems, she seems kind of shrewd and like, she's not quite telling the truth. And as you, I mean, they do a great job with the documentary where they give you four sides of the story and each one you're like, Oh, but what about X? Whatever you were thinking of, that is literally the next thing they go to. It's uh, pretty amazing how they drive the narrative exactly where your mind is going. And what, one of the questions they did not answer, so they outline the missing person case. They talk about how, again, we forget his name, but husband number two, the disappeared guy that was a millionaire. So husband number two, got up in the middle of the night. He was going to go to Costa Rica. He went to the airport. He had a, a apparently revoked pilot's license. So he was always flying rogue, literally under the radar, <laughs> literally under the radar. And he wasn't filing any of his flight plans, which I'm sure is some sort of, you know, federal offense in, in some capacity. So he was flying illegally. So he went to the airport. There was a van there, his van abandoned, perfect for the missing person story. However, they never said 
Was there a plane missing? Was there right. noise? Was there anything? Right. I mean, there's probably, even if you didn't file a proper, what do you call it? Flight plan or yeah. whatever you have to document with the FAA, they never mentioned, is there a fucking plane missing? Like, <laughs> okay. Like the, the vans there, did they throw a van or did they throw a plane in the ocean? Right. Like, so it's kind of weird. I, there couldn't, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 there couldn't have been a plane missing because if there was a plane missing, I feel like you would say it. There's a plane missing, but if there's a plane not missing, why didn't they say there's no plane missing? It was a weird. It was a weird piece of information that they did not share. While they drive the narrative really well, great storytellers, and we're into it. We're like, what happens next? These people are fucking nuts. But it's like, all right, why even tell us that there was a missing missing? Um, or sorry, why did they tell us the van was abandoned, but they didn't tell us any more? Because count the planes. You know how many were in there. <laughs> um, another part from that, um, so we, I went back and forth the whole episode. I'm like, she didn't do it. She, oh, she had to have done it. Oh, well, maybe she didn't. You know, I don't want to. She's crazy, but that doesn't mean she killed her husband. And But um, she didn't have any sort of memorial for him. I mean, come on. The man has kids. He was your husband. Like, you don't have to do a, a blowout funeral, but have some sort of memorial after he's declared dead. Do something to make it look like you care. But the fact that she didn't do anything, super weird. Super, super weird. And the will stuff. Oh, yeah, the will. Remember that? Oh, but before we even get into that, if you hear any sort of weird noises, that's Georgie. I did take off her collar today, but um, she, she's still a very vibrant, <laughs> full energy lady. So he was a bit of a tomcat. Apparently, I mean, he left his, not just his wife, but he left his family when he was 42 to shack up with Carol. And then they started their own. I don't know if they had a kid, but they lived together and things seemed... Uh, potentially, I have no idea, but apparently he was, he was cheating and he always had cheated. And the kind of dude that would pick up a 20 year old, uh, 20 year old while he's 42. So a, you know, he's senior by 22 years on that one. Someone at his daughter's age that, uh, pulls up, has a gun on the seat and is like, Hey, you can hold the gun on me. Why don't we go for a ride? Um, well, that's kind of weird. I don't remember the exact point, but I mean, I think your, your point was he was cheating on someone in Costa Rica too. He had another girlfriend at the time. Yes, that's right. So he had some action going on in, in, uh, Costa Rica and yeah, sure. Well, Elizabeth asked me to pause that. And uh, she started coughing. She has a bit of a runny nose. And I'm going to say I'm a little it. bit nervous. The problem do you have with, a fever? How do you feel? No, there's so many problems with the COVID thing. But the problem for me is I have allergies, which makes my, maze, means my nose runs, a little post-nasal drip. And so I cough. And, and I know everybody thinks I've, I'm not sick. I just, there's pollen in the air. <laughs> but yes. So yeah, he was tomcatting around. But then that goes, you know, he left his first wife. Why not leave a second wife? Why does he have to um, disappear if he wants to get away? And, and we've gone back and forth on that one. We probably don't want to belabor this too much because there's more interesting things to talk about, I think. But um, 
super weird, super sketchy, um, potentially doctored wills. Where's the plane? Um, no memorial. Her brother was in law enforcement. What else? I think the doctored wills are, or not doctored wills. She obtained the first wills and she had a power of attorney. Um, so she changed things on her husband's behalf, basically removing power of attorney from like a more neutral party, which was, uh, I guess, his secretary. So that's completely oh. sketchy. And she was, you know, an, I guess the the law enforcement, the police that showed up when they were breaking in, they couldn't arrest her because she's um, the wife of the owner. So that was fine, I guess. Is that Was that the... Yeah, I, I thought, I don't know. They went in, they like cut locks, they got into all sorts of things. I thought it was a totally doctored will. I thought it was a totally fake will because remember the first line that says, or disappeared? So yeah. I thought that they totally... Um, I thought she totally wrote out a new will and then somehow forged a signature or something. Oh, I, I didn't think it was, I, got. I thought it was legal, but she obviously went in, destroyed the old ones and prepared new ones. Cause it, it literally said, you know, like you, you mentioned the disappeared thing, not death, not unexpected death, but disappearance. That's weird. And we, um, we joked cause it's really funny about, you know, murdering your husband and stuff like that. I was like, Oh, I'm going to prepare a will and I'm definitely going to put the disappear thing in there just to, you know, add a little mystique. Well, I'm going to have a memorial, you know, a huge, a huge party, a lot yeah, of beer. And, and if you're a millionaire, a multimillionaire, um, yeah, please do put that in there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's weird. Anything else about Carol and, um, Oh, what were all the, the theories there was, um, fed to the tigers. Yeah, fed to the tigers, which I, I mean, that seems like a viable thing to me. There was the meat grinder. There was um, like a, a, a sump pump or sewage thing. And they were like, we just need to get into that. Um, some sort of sewage thing under one of the buildings that was being constructed at the time. Septic tank. Septic tank. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, there was the septic tank. Um but I don't know. They haven't, I don't think they've gotten into a ton of detail about the properties of any of these people, but I, I mean, I'm sure they're vast. And if you wanted to hide something on your property, it probably wouldn't be that difficult. And you were uh, sort of unsure if tigers or other animals could eat and digest the bones or whatever. And I'm, well, I have no idea and I didn't research it at all. But I imagine they could probably come pretty close. And if there were, if there was like evidence left behind, there's also like so many other bones out there just laying around for them to, for them being the, uh, the investigators to actually like go and test the DNA for all that where you're like, oh, or they could have just like gotten the leftover bones, the remains after they were processed through the lion or is a tiger. What do I keep saying? Lion through a tiger or whatever, you know, you get alligators out there, crocodiles, um, some other stuff. You can get those bones, throw them somewhere else. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty crazy story for sure. Um, 
anything else on this episode three? What else happened there? I don't think so. I think I think going over to episode four is probably a good. So the episode let's, three. Let's pause here for a second because we're supposed to talk about our life a little bit too. Well, we are. What do you want to talk about? Well, we already did about our wills, um, how I would have a memorial for you. Who's a podcast host here? I mean, you're, you're just a guest here. <laughs> okay, go ahead. We turned in our keys for the apartment today. So that's a big deal. We've been renting for a year. We kind of like to rent a a place so we can understand the neighborhoods and the town that that we're moving to. And often we apparently do a pretty good job choosing the apartment and the neighborhood. The last two times that we've moved and purchased a place, we, we live like a quarter mile away. So we turned in our keys today, which was a huge deal for, for me because for about three months, we had open loops. We had all these things where, okay, we need to order this. We need to close out that. And the apartment had a lot of things we, we had to clean. We had to move stuff out. We had to get other materials and just move them over here. So we turned in our keys today. So a lot of stuff we've been working on for about three, three and a half months done. Huge weight lifted off of us. Yeah. Big, big deal. In the past 10 days or so specifically, it's been going back and forth from the house to the apartment, moving things, just like Doug said, closing loops. And so there's no reason to go back to the apartment. We rode our bikes from our storage unit over here. And, um, that's it. Yeah. It's exciting. And now just closing, closing the loops here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very exciting. Kind of can't believe that we bought this house. What's your favorite part so far? Oh goodness. I think my favorite part so far is I was going to say the birds and the bird feeders. That's kind of fun getting to see the birds out there again. That's the G rated favorite part. Um, the non G rated favorite part is that our shower is um, like a glass door right in front of the mirror in the bathroom. So there's kind of no way to avoid um, if you need to be in the bathroom while someone's taking a shower, just a, just a big show. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting as we move forward, maybe we can frost that glass. I don't know if we need to. I mean, how many people do you (laughs) think you could fit in there? (laughs) Um, More than you would think six. And be able to bathe, you know I mean? (laughs) You can get six and you know, you have room to move around. As a human loofah. If you've got six in there, you just turn the water on and you just shimmy around. Oh yeah. The HL. Yeah. The human loofah. (laughs) What's your favorite part so far? I like the kitchen a ton. I I cook a lot of food and the kitchen's great. So there's a gas range and it has like one of those middle burners. So there's a griddle there. I haven't done any um, sort of smash burgers yet, but I will be soon. And I mean, it's a nice stove. It's a slide in. There's a backsplash. The places that we lived in the past were either starter homes or my first place was a kind of a shit show. It was from the 1920s and just barely renovated, really in rough shape, kind of a wreck. And I, I wish I would have spent the time to like learn how to renovate a home and all that stuff. And funny enough, I had a gas range at that place, 
but it was literally the cheapest one you can get. You could buy it at like Lowe's or Home Depot for like 300 bucks. Cheapest, crappiest range you could possibly get, but it was gas. And um, I mean, the place was a wreck, so I didn't worry about being rough on the home, but this place is very nice and, you know, new appliances. The other part I'll give you two, because it's my show here. It's so well insulated. This is a highly energy efficient home. It's a brand new build here. And apparently this uh, builder is really into having a energy efficient home. I don't know what the mirrors rating means exactly, but the way that the salespeople who we could definitely trust described it to <laughs> us was uh, like, if you had a mirrors rating of like 500, like that was pretty good a few years ago and slowly they've improved the building process. So I think this place is rated at like a 51 or something like that, which apparently is like a five plus, which sounds totally made up. I think it is. What I can tell you is they use spray and insulation. So it's whisper quiet in here. And like we can't hear noise generally like outside the home unless you're like right by the window. I will mention that uh, yesterday I had a little bit of a rough time. First sort of day working in my my office. I have a proper office. And they were putting up the fence next door. And we share one wall over there one side of the fence and they had like a chainsaw and a lot of other power equipment it was extremely loud and i had a kind of an important call so i had to go to a room across the house just to get some quiet but other than that it's whisper quiet and luckily the the fence is a one-time deal like i don't think they're going to be putting up another fence in the near term so the weirdest thing about the fence it was you just I don't know, just looked like you're sort of stereotypical construction workers putting out the fence. Whatever that means to you, that's kind of what it was. But I'm pretty sure whatever your stereotype of a construction worker, it wouldn't involve them playing polka music for two hours straight while they're putting up the fence. It was the most bizarre music choice that just went on loop. It wasn't like, because I think there's some variation to polka music, but it felt like one song played for two hours. Can you like make the noise with your mouth? Like sort of what it sounds like. <laughs> Not, I mean, it was just like, I don't remember what point it's like. Burm, 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 burm. I don't know. Something like that. It's a really solid four, four beat. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was catchy and I kept hearing it plus whatever, you know, they had a, a, um, a framing nailer gun or whatever. And the compression thing, plus the chainsaw, plus some other stuff. And it was just like loud. Plus you heard the music and I was like trying to think and prepare for some things. And I was like, well, God damn it. I'm you like, were pretty mad. You were going to go out there and ask him. And it was, it was like 4.30. I'm like, come on, man. Let him I'm like, are you guys going to finish the fucking fence? Like, what's going on out here? I mean, they're just hardworking dudes out there doing their job. Hardworking, polka-loving construction workers. Yeah. Yeah, and they did a great job. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And I, I, was, uh, I had some software issues. Fucking software. So I was like trying to configure something <laughs> or other. And I was like restarting my machine and doing this and doing that. And then I did nothing, right? I like restarted. I walked around my machine. I petted it nicely. You know, you got to treat your machine like a lady. And then uh, it worked. 
And I was like, well, I didn't actually change anything. It was just all that, you know, treating it like a lady. Yeah, sometimes um, changing some things would help <laughs> if you're treating a lady like a lady. Just just saying. Like the computer wants a change of scenery or a nice <laughs> dinner? What, what are we talking about here? Yeah, yes. Yes, as soon as... Um, she wants a compliment here and there? Yeah. Speaking of like a change of scenery and a nice dinner... I was um, Skyping with a coworker and asking a coworker who's in his twenties and asking when, like, when do we think this social distancing is going to lift and things can go back to normal? Who's this 20 year old? Who are you talking to? What's going on here? And he says, um, he thinks that they're going to let like youngins, like kids and younger people or whatever, like stop social distancing and be out sooner. But like he, likes to say that I'm one of the at-risk old people, but like the elderly are going to have to social distance for longer. So that's how he thinks they're going to phase it out, which I don't know. Based on what? I didn't ask. Interesting. I mean, he's only 20. So I mean, I I don't know if I trust what he says. All right. Can we talk about episode four now? (laughs) Yeah. What's going on with episode four? So according to my memory, Episode four sort of focused on the lawsuit and the fallout between the lawsuit between Carol and Joe. And there was some super interesting stuff in that episode. Oh, yeah. Like the copyright. Yeah, I was very interested. There were two big areas that I was like, oh, this is interesting. One was the SEO. So they talked about SEO. And if you're listening to this, check out YouTube. I may do a podcast episode. I may do a YouTube video and a blog post just of the SEO aspects of Joe Exotic and the crazy shit he was doing. Pretty cool. I'm going to do an in-depth analysis. So do check it out. But I was like, oh, this is like SEO 101. They were kind of battling out there on the internet. By the way, both of them were sort of ahead of the curve as far as producing content and trying to build a social following. They saw the potential and they both doubled down. In a lot of ways, I think they're like, to bring politics back into it, they're like Democrats and Republicans. All right. <laughs> what, what are you scoffing at? You're, you're the one that brought politics into this, but they need each other. They, they said as much in the yes. documentary. Like, they both kind of have cults. They have followers and for a cult, you need to have like a common enemy. You need to have a mindset and there's a couple other things. Yeah. Their feud was helping both of them become like more famous. Yeah. Yeah. In in like, it's, it's kind of weird, but there's a podcast episode by Freakonomics where they talk about the duopoly of political system in the U S. So if you're not located in the U S you can still check out that episode, but it totally makes sense. It's like Coke and Pepsi. I can't think of any other examples. You got Joe and Carol, and those are the two main ones that I know of, but basically they, they need each other and they both grew because they opposed each other. And I'm sure they, I mean, it sure seems like they didn't like each other very much, but super interesting with the SEO. The second part was the copyright infringement, which I I don't know that we got all the details. Law can be a little bit boring. 
little bit legalese. And I, I'm glad that they didn't give us all the details, but it sure seemed like Joe got busted on some smaller things versus like some of the bigger aspects. Now, I think the copyright issues that he introduced and the, bless you. Thank you. The copyright is, issues that he introduced by sort of mimicking what Carol was doing at Big Cat Rescue is very interesting, definitely confusing. And I think they probably could have busted him on that, but it was very easy for her to get him on images that she owned the copyright for that they were using over and over again, even after like the lawsuit was in place. So it's, it sure sounded like, you know, it's like tax evasion, right? They got Al Capone on tax evasion. That was the easiest thing. They didn't get him on the racketeering and the other whatever else he was doing, but they got him on tax evasion because he, he's, he didn't launder his money well. Well, and it was disappointing to me just the way our legal system is set up. Carol had so much money and really it seemed to me like she didn't even have to win. She didn't have to get him on anything. She could have just bled him dry by keeping him in court for years and years and years. And she had the extra, it seems that she had the extra income to be able to put those resources to it. And he didn't. And that's, I mean, that's a little bit upsetting. Now, you know, she won, she had good points, but just, I think there are other examples that we've seen just in other industries. But if you've got someone that's got enough money, they can just um, slowly bleed you dry with lawsuits. They can keep it rolling. Yep. And there's a, there's two two things I'll bring up before I grab a beer. That way you'll be able to talk for a second here. But Carol won the lawsuit. So Joe made some mistakes. It was easier to prove certain things because she owned the copyright clearly for certain images. She sued him on those images and then he was screwed. So that's one aspect. But there was a uh, reporter from one of the news, uh, I guess, news channels over in Tampa. And she was like, I can't believe that Carol actually tried to get the money. So I guess a lot of times there there will be some sort of settlement. Joe didn't have the you know cash on hand to pay one million dollars, right? Yes, I mean I it, it was a so. seven figure settlement. He didn't have a million bucks, but she actually tried to collect, and essentially that would like bankrupt him, put the zoo under, and couldn't do anything with it. So that's one aspect. The second is that introduced an opportunity for scammers to come into play. Yes. Um, and so the episode, I, the episode ends with, there's a new sort of main character named Jeff Lowe, we believe sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a smaller figure in the tiger empire. And he's very charismatic and Joe seems like he really likes him and wants to be his friend. And at the end of the episode, again, spoiler, if you're not through episode four, the end of the episode, Jeff's like, oh, we'll just put your zoo in my name and then we can protect it from Carol. And I think they lead into, and that's how Joe lost his zoo. Um, just again, I think this is where I went to like the questionable decision-making, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was upsetting, I think, and disturbing to just see, see all of this go, go South for me. And to tie into, you know, more internet marketing kind of stuff. Jeff Lowe, is, is that Rob Lowe's brother, by it, the way? Probably. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He, you know, Rob Lowe is just a beautiful man, you know? <laughs> He's so funny as well, and he just has everything going on. But what are your thoughts on Rob Lowe? <laughs> I don't want to talk about Rob Lowe. I want to talk about... Jeff Lowe. Joe so, Lowe. So J-Lo? before before I talk about Jeff Lowe, I did grab another beer. For the people that care, I'm drinking Goodnight by Oscar Blues, which is located uh, over in Lyons, Colorado. It's a brewery that I went to even back in 2003 when I was driving back and forth from Boulder to Estes Park. I'm just going to pop this open here. Okay, what do you have to say about Jeff Lowe? Because then I want to go back to Joe. Because I've got some more things to say about Joe. So Jeff Lowe came in really flashy. He had a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. It was a Ferrari. So he was driving a Ferrari around Oklahoma, real flashy. He and his wife came in. His his wife was a little younger than him, and they said that they were swingers. And everyone was just so impressed with with Jeff. Was he in Vegas? Was that like a Vegas originally and all the girls in his room and stuff like that? I don't know if he was from Vegas, but they went to Vegas. So they would take tigers, baby tigers to Vegas in the suitcase. Yeah. They would put tigers in a fucking suitcase, go through the airport, fly with a tiger in the suitcase, little kittens, basically. No, no, no. We don't know that they went through the airport like that, but that's how they got them into the casinos. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, they could have taken they could uh, private have driven, jets. They probably, yeah, or whatever. But yeah, that's how they got them in the casinos. They put them, they show, put them in a little roller bag. And then once they get up into the floor, anyway. And they they mentioned that apparently these kittens of, you know, big exotic cats are chick magnets. And they would have these big parties and all this stuff. So he basically... There's a lot of internet marketers that they'll rent a car, they'll rent a helicopter, a private jet, just a lot of bullshit, a lot of flashy stuff. And really, it's just rented. They may or may not be wealthy. Who knows? Some of them may be, you know, it's okay to rent a place and, and check it out or rent a product that you really want to check out. But uh, this Jeff Lowe, like, also rented a mansion, yeah. invited all the Joe Exotic crew over, at least Joe, and they, they were hanging out quite a bit. Joe also needed some money for legal fees. So Jeff cut a check for 35K. He's like, how much do you need? Wrote him a check, gave it to him. And really, I mean, he built trust through the things that he was doing. But the scam part is, like Elizabeth said, at the end of the day, he was like, hey, things are getting fucked up here. Put it in my name. That is going to force Carol to re-initiate all these lawsuits and it'll slow things down. It will cost her more money and it'll give us more time. So he signed it all over. Yeah. Crazy. Very, very crazy. And up until maybe this past episode, I've found Joe to be amusing. 
um, interesting. Uh, like we've said, he was kind of a trendsetter in some of this stuff. He was a hustler. He maybe didn't come from much, and then he built up this empire. Um, he, he works hard. Yeah. He's a showman. You know? He's a showman. His employees seem dedicated to him. Um, you know, I don't, we don't really know what the situation is. Obviously they're not, I think we were seeing rats in like a drawer. So they're not, they're not living pretty, but they, they seem dedicated to him. So there's a lot of things that are interesting and impressive and he's kind of funny, right? The way he's sort of needling Carol and, um, you know, some of the stuff is over the top, but he, but he's also, he's amusing. He's funny, but I think after this last episode, he did a few things that I'm kind of made me dislike him. One of the things, speaking of Jeff Lowe, apparently he was putting things into his parents' name and not really explaining that to him. And I think it was his niece in the documentary who um, mentioned that, that he basically screwed his parents. So um, I was like, that's not real cool. And then they just showed, I thought a, a heartbreaking clip He's in the midst of, you know, running out of money and baby tigers are, you know, whatever the first 13 weeks or whatever the week is, that's when they make all the money and you need to have these baby tigers and they show a tiger that's giving birth and it appears in the clip that he takes the tiger from the mom, like, you know, minutes after she birthed 30 it. seconds is bananas. And it's this tiny little baby tiger. And even he in the clip is like, everybody calm down. It's fine. And I thought, there's no freaking way that this is fine or that this is right. You know, even dog breeders, you know, if you get a purebred dog, they don't let you take it for like six or eight weeks. So that, um, that really upset me the way, you know, that he brought his parents potentially into his financial ruin upset me. And then, um, you know, potentially he arsoned his own place to get rid of evidence, which is fine in and of itself, maybe, but all of that guys, um, the, the man who'd been working on the documentary with him for all these years, all of his footage was gone. How, how is any of that fine? Wait, what? I mean, well, I don't know. Whether I mean, whoever set it on fire was <laughs> definitely that was not cool. No, I mean, arson's not cool, I guess. But if it's just arson that's affecting you, I think that's different than arson that's affecting other people. And didn't it kill all the alligators? I was going to say there, oh, yeah, there were seven not, alligators right. in there. So yeah. no, uh, no good. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, you're intentionally like killing animals for I've, no. I forgot about the animals. Know, the, yeah, yeah, and we're we're animal lovers. By the way, we we rescue our dog. So she rescues us. And <laughs> in, in our original our original <laughs> dog uh, Brody, which uh, the longtime fans know, know old Brody. Um, he was like five years old. Georgie was like four when we got her. So we're we're definitely big fan big fans of like rescue uh, animals and that sort of thing. Yeah, I forgot that there were alligators in there. Yeah, not and not cool. Not cool. So yeah, I I am no longer, I think, sort of casually amused by um by what's going on with with Joe and just his whole personality and his antics. Um Yeah. Yeah, and apparently it bankrupt his bankrupted his parents because he put stuff in their name. So they were a party to the lawsuit 
apparently Carol tried to sue like any person who was, you know, able to be sued legally into the, into the lawsuit or separate lawsuits or however it works. And, um, yeah, his parents were like, we're, we're broke. We don't have anything. Carol's coming after us. I'm sure they only have the information that Joe's bringing to them, which is probably how they ended up like signing things into their name. And, you know, Joe, Joe really kind of screwed them over. Yeah. We'll see. It's interesting. Like, like I think we've mentioned, we do a really good job of not looking up news stories when we're watching programs like this because we don't want anything polluted. But I would say after four, um, four episodes, episodes, sorry, I would say after four episodes, I'm not sure that Joe's in jail on a murder for hire against Carol because it could have been against this new guy. Jeff or somebody could have framed him or I, yeah, I just don't know if I feel like it seems that straightforward. It, ne- it never is. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And again, like, like I mentioned earlier, the narrative that they go through and the complexity to pull together all the footage is amazing. I, I am just floored of, I mean, they, they seem to interview people constantly and they have so much footage and then they have to figure out how to put it together in a, in a way that like tells that story. It's crazy. And I mean, like we talked about before, it's blowing up. We kept hearing about it and we're like, all right, fine. We'll watch it. Yep. And after the the last episode, I was like, who is the tiger King? Yeah. Joe's the tiger King. They actually have him with a throne in one of these two episodes saying, I'm the Tiger King. So yeah, that's that's bad on me. Yeah. Do do we talk about that in the in the recording? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, obviously it's Joe. Like, I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, What's wrong with you? You're stupid. <laughs> who else? Who else is it gonna be? Well, the I mean, lady? if he's in jail, he's dethroned. So I don't know. Oh, the, who's the tiger prince, huh? That's right. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's the heir? To the throne. Yes, the heir to the tiger throne. All right. So what what do you think is, is going to happen in the next episode, which we may watch tonight? I honestly, I have no, I have no idea, but they sure led into um, this, Je- this new Jeff character and how that's going to f- make things fall apart. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I was trying to remember the cliffhanger that they they put us in. And I guess it was like, Jeff's like, well, I, you know what? They put it in my name, so I don't know what you want me to do. So, yeah, very interesting. I mean, everybody's just trying to do the best they can. Are they? I think all the people in this show are specifically trying to screw other people over. (laughs) It's a weird mix of motherfuckers. I mean, it's just crazy. And as an aside, um, back to Carol, when she was 20, when they're showing the pictures, she was a looker. I think she was a looker. She's got real pretty blonde hair. And um, I mean, not to say she looks bad now, but you know, she's got a few more years on her, but I think she was a big looker when she was, when she was in her twenties. But um, her new husband, husband number three, man, what is he thinking? I don't know, just 
Yeah, I mean, he's really into the animals, and some of the <laughs> the wedding photos are. I mean, oh yeah, oh the wedding photos. Ooh. Yeah, what what were they like? Which do you remember? I remember the one like with a collar and him on his knees, like he was her cat or dog or dog. <laughs> tiger yeah probably probably a cat yeah yeah that was disturbing that was the was which one do you remember or was that the the main one yeah that's the one (laughs) it's a little odd you know and you have a choice with what you can share with the documentary filmmakers yeah there's no embarrassment there yeah and i think about that too because it's like yeah okay, you want wedding photos? All right, we'll, uh, we'll give you all of them. You can sort of do it however you want. And some of the images or footage, especially the B-roll of Carol, Joe, everyone else, it definitely, I mean, their, their camera, what word am I looking for? They want, they're, they're all showmen or show women and they want to be the center of attention. So they are eating it up. Whatever B-roll they're telling them, they're like, all right, look at the camera really angry. And then it makes all of this documentary like so powerful because you see them, they're, they look like just fucking assholes looking at the camera. They're like, all right, look mean, look angry. Yeah. Best part of the past, well, I think maybe the whole series, are the clips of Joe's music videos. I mean, come on. I mean, he is a (laughs) multi-talented entertainer. He could do magic. (laughs) When we finish the series, if I can like find his videos on YouTube and watch them without giving him any money... I will do that because I would like to see a couple of them in, in, in their entirety, especially the one with the Carol lookalike where he's having the Carol lookalike feed pieces of her husband to the cats. That was amazing. Something about Kitty. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. He, again, just a multifaceted <laughs> entertainer. He could do it all. He's a, you know, triple quadruple threat situation. <laughs> he could work with big cats. He can, do magic. He's a motivational speaker, potentially. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I was going to say, if you could find his stuff on YouTube, you know, give him a couple pennies. I'm not giving him any money. After. We don't know how it ends. Well, I mean, that's he true. May, I don't he, maybe know he's a great guy. It doesn't seem like he's a great guy. He's I an did. underrepresented minority. And we don't, we don't have any children, Doug and I, but I think... My uh, maternal, whatever, my maternal instinct just went into overdrive when I saw him take that cat away from its mom right after it was born. I was just like, you, that's, that's where the line crossed for me. Isn't it Carol's fault though? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these guys, I mean, that is the stuff that they filmed on their own, most likely. I don't know where the footage came from, but it was obviously like internal. They knew it was being recorded. So who knows the other fucked up stuff that they were doing. And actually Carol was doing crazy shit too. I mean, it is unclear exactly what she was doing, but it doesn't seem like anyone has, uh, you know, clean hands on this one. That's okay. all I got. Yeah. A- anything else? No, that's all I got. This was fun. 
Yeah. So shoot us an email if you've been watching Tiger King, feedback at doug.show. And because we're doing these bonus episodes, we're talking uh, a little more often. Just, I mean, COVID-19 is going on. A lot of people are at home. We're at home more often. And we're, we're just trying to, you know, talk a little more, reach the audience a little bit more. So shoot us an email. Leave us a voicemail. I don't know the number, but it's in the show notes or what, what do we call them? Yeah, there's show notes. So just check out the description. 90 seconds is the magic number. All right. So if you go over three minutes, it'll cut you off. What I highly recommend is you write out your question. You read it, you time yourself. Elizabeth is looking at me funny. She's like, come on, dude. I mean, uh, no, it's like 90 seconds and three minutes. That's not the same. Yeah. 90 seconds is the ideal length. Gotcha. Yep. So you give a little bit of background. I could play it. I don't have to edit it, all that kind of business. If you go over three minutes, it will cut you off in the middle of your sentence. And then you'll feel a little weird. You'll be like, should I call back in? What do I do? I'll shoot Doug an email. Hey, I was trying to leave blah, blah, blah. So if you need to leave additional information, which I don't think so. I mean, we're talking Tiger King stuff here. So it's fairly straightforward. You can shoot me an email. We'll read it on the air. We'll give you a shout out just first names and keep it anonymous. If you send in a voicemail, we love it. We love the voicemails. Even just say, hey, we enjoyed these episodes. Or guys, what are you talking about? It sounds like you've been drinking beers or something like that. It's true. We've been drinking beers. Anyway, thanks for joining me, Elizabeth. Bye. Have a good one. We'll catch you on the next one.